IBEC, the voice of Irish business. And you are very welcome back to IBEC Response. In this episode, we are joined by IBEC Chief Economist and Head of National Policy, Jared Brady, and IBEC Economist, Hazel Ahern Flynn. They give us a whistle-stop tour of the key findings of their Q3 IBEC Economic Outlook, titled An Economic Reset. Hello and welcome to another episode of IBEC Responds. You're listening to myself, uh, IBEC economist Hazel Hearn Flynn, and I'm here with our chief economist, Jer Brady. Jer, maybe just as a, as a start, could you give us an overview of what's going on in maybe the wider macroeconomic context? Yeah, thanks, Hazel. I suppose we're probably, since we last released an economic outlook at the end of July, a lot has changed in the in the global economy. Um, we've seen a number of things happen. One is we, we already had an energy crisis, particularly in Europe, that was slowing economies and, and particularly some of our major trading partners like Germany um, in trouble because of that. But inflation has continued and probably what we've seen shift very quickly over that time is the pace at which central banks globally, the Fed, the ECB, um, the Bank of England and, and lots of other central banks are starting to to raise interest rates and, and tighten monetary policy. So we've seen that accelerate pretty quickly. Um, our view in the, the economic outlook is that we're seeing that's going to be the dominant theme of 2023, that that this kind of, um, what central banks have said, they've said, look, inflation is high and it's our job to reduce inflation over and above anything else that we do uh, with regard to um, the consideration of employment or unemployment, the consideration of any other real economy kind of factor, we care about inflation and that's our job. And we're going to keep hiking interest rates and tightening monetary policy until we get inflation down because they're afraid that if they leave it run too long at high rates, it'll start to embed itself. And and whether they're right or wrong, how effective that tightening is, how long it takes and how difficult it makes the situation for the, the economy and for financial markets, that is all the question which will dominate the kind of global macroeconomic environment throughout uh, 2023. And, and because of it, we expect growth to be slower externally and for lots of what we consider our main trading partners, uh, particularly in Europe, are uh, very much slower or even in recession next year um, because of it. You've touched on kind of the some of the main challenges there at the moment, the inflation piece, the central bank's responses and the interest rates, and, and then a slowdown in our major trading partners. All of that together, what, what do we see the likely impact on the Irish economy and our expectations for the next year? Yeah, it's, it's difficult, right? Because at one level, um, it's very hard to know what next year looks like in the global economy. But what we do know is that the Irish economy, in so much as we are a small open economy, which we are, um, we are going to feel the slowdown in major trading partners. Probably compared to other countries, we probably have tighter tie-ins with the US. So what the Federal Reserve does and and how quickly um, monetary policy tightens, how quickly money markets and capital markets tighten in the US matters as much for us because the impact it has on investment flows and on on consumer confidence and investor risk in the US um, matters almost as much, not quite as much as what's happening in the ECB and what's happening as a result of ECB decisions to up interest rates uh, for things like mortgages in, in Ireland. But but overall, we expect, look, a couple of things to happen. One, exports will slow. We're seeing, um, you know, exports we expect to be probably grow by about 8% in 2022. 
probably closer to three and a half, four percent in in twenty twenty three. So more or less a halving of of that rate of growth. Some of which was a bounce back from from COVID in the first instance. The second thing is that domestic demand, which is investment and consumer spending in the Irish economy, is going to tighten because a inflation was already uh, really hurting consumer and business confidence. Um, but allied on top of that, it is becoming harder to fund, particularly from a business point of view, it's being hard, becoming harder to fund investments because interest rates are getting higher and capital is getting tighter. So it's, it's getting harder to get access to capital, particularly in parts of the property industry. We already see it and for startups, but across the board, we've seen some of the really bad equity um, and uh, numbers come out of the out of the um, some of the major players in terms of global investment in, in companies over the last uh, short number of weeks. Um, and then on the consumer side, you're going to see continued high energy costs, high levels of energy costs, regardless of whether the rate slows down or even the levels come down a bit. They're going to be high relative to what would be normal pre uh the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and also higher interest rates. So a, a cohort of households, maybe about 20% of households on on a, a variable or on tracker mortgages who are going to see increases in their monthly repayments, which will suck some uh, money out of the consumer economy. So if you add it all up together, it sounds pretty bad, but what we're effectively saying is that domestic demand is going to slow to around 3% growth. Um, and so in an Irish economy context, we're not facing into the same kind of recessionary uh, vista that maybe you see in the likes of a Germany or maybe even the, some of the turbulence we've seen in the UK. But what we do see is a, a challenge where slowdown elsewhere and some of the international environment translates into a slower uh, economy here at home. Right. Thanks, Jerry. So, we're looking at a, an expected slowdown in um, domestic demand and um, particularly looking at kind of the business piece and, and an expected slowing in investment. What's the likely impact then on the Irish labour market? So, so we've had a very difficult um, kind of tight couple of years in the labour market, very high employment. Uh, do we see a strong impact coming through in terms of a, a change in unemployment over the next couple of months? I think it goes back. Um, it goes back to this question of how long the adjustment to higher interest rates and tighter monetary policy, how long that takes, and how long the adjustment takes, um, mm. and how how difficult things get globally. Um, because if this is a fairly short run thing, we have a really tight labour market that's actually actually exceptionally tight at the moment in Ireland, where inflation or, or sorry, the unemployment rate this year is going to be a little under five percent. Um, we expect unemployment next year is probably going to still be under 5%, that you're still going to see this tightness. We see record numbers in employment, um, 200,000 extra people since before COVID. Um, we see record numbers of people coming into the workforce from all kinds of sources, particularly young people. Um, and that dynamic, that momentum that was in the economy is one of the reasons we have some um, hope that the the Irish economy will probably have enough momentum to take it through the winter. Um, we also have very strong fiscal numbers, really strong fiscal position for the government. They are taking in huge amounts of extra tax um, and, and it gives them a, an ability to intervene and to help households and businesses where they can. And the key thing from our point of view is that those interventions, particularly some of the business energy schemes are done in a timely manner and that they're adequate and that they that they see people through the winter Uh, and then the third thing that we have uh, apart from momentum and and the fiscal position is that uh, the irish economy has links into 
some economies, particularly the US, who are going to do a little better than the rest of Europe. So we have some buffers. And on top of that, because of this extra growth in employment and and huge growth in in wages, partly is reflected in rising household savings, which we talked about a lot last year. Where would this money go? Well, the answer is it's gone nowhere so far. There is enormous amounts of household savings built up, which gives a buffer again for a cohort of households, not all, um, that uh, we are seeing we have the highest savings rate of any group of households in in Europe, uh, along with the Germans and the Dutch. So so we're in a situation now where there are buffers for households, there are buffers for the state, um, and we have this momentum in the economy. So hopefully between all of that together, if the adjustment internationally is a 12-month or 18-month affair, rather than something that drags on for a number of years, the economy has enough behind it to, to survive in pretty reasonably good shape. Um, and, and it really is this question not of whether there's going to be a tough international economy translating to slower growth in Ireland next year. It's really a question of how long that tough international economy lasts and, and do we have the wherewithal to, to get through it. I suppose you've outlined a, a lot of difficulties on the horizon and then a couple of um, you know, uh, reasons to be optimistic in terms of the household savings and, and the outlook in the labour market piece. Um, it's become a bit of a tradition at the end of these to try and sum the whole thing up uh, very quickly. I, I don't know, it's getting harder and harder with each, with each uh, quarter as things get a bit more complicated, but uh, how, how would you go about it this time? I'd say the international economy is bordering on recession and the domestic economy is probably doing a bit better than that and, and hopefully will have enough behind it to, to get through next year. So, so you would be a lot more confident about Ireland than you would about the global economy. But the longer the global economy is, is under pressure, uh, the, the more difficult it gets for Ireland to maintain that momentum. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of IBEC Response. To read the full economic outlook report, visit ibec.ie. IBEC, the voice of Irish business.